Hey everybody, welcome back to Parents Have Special Needs 2. This is episode 69 and I'm your host, Ashley Johnston. Happy Halloween, everybody. It is officially, officially Halloween. I hope you're having a good time dressing up and being with family. I wanted to share with you guys today an experience that I think you'll probably be able to relate with really well. Um, It was my youngest son, Jacob. He uh, turned three this past month and... As we were celebrating his birthday, actually we were prepping for his birthday the night before. My husband and I got out um, the gifts we had gotten for him and we were wrapping them up, just kind of putting them in bags. And we had finished up and sat down on the couch together and we're just thinking about um, Jacob and what his life has been like this past year. I mean, a lot has happened. He, uh, I mean, it, it was a year ago that he failed his autistic screening in the doctor's office and that we um, started to see the significant delays that were happening with him. And um, it's been a a journey since then, a lot of doctor's appointments and testing and different things, trying to figure out what's going on in therapy and seeing great progress with his therapy, which has been so good. And then, you know, it's interesting because you get to the birthday part and you realize wow, like this isn't what I thought his third birthday would look like. You know, like our oldest son, we were at Disneyland on his third birthday and um, he was speaking in full sentences. He he understood where we were. He understood what we were doing. He understood that it was his birthday and he knew what that meant. And... Jacob doesn't understand any of those things. Like he doesn't, he didn't realize it was his birthday. He didn't know, um, what a birthday is. Doesn't know that it's a special day for him. Um, doesn't have like a a concept of, of celebration. And, um, you know, he's not speaking. Hasn't, he hasn't said mama yet. You know, he hasn't, um, really comprehended or, or so, so many things, you know, and I was sitting there thinking about, about that. And like, as I was realizing the difference between what I thought his third birthday would look like and what was actually happening, you know, where we actually were, uh, the sadness definitely started to set in. And, um, I, you know, we just started to feel heavy and I started to cry and we had a good cry and talked with each other about it and held each other. And something super, super interesting was happening during that experience. And I started to really miss Jacob as an, as a typically developing child which didn't make any sense to me because I never had that. I never had a Jacob at a normal developing level of a three-year-old. And yet here I was missing him. And that didn't make sense to me until I was able to process it a little more. And I understood that I was grieving again the expectation 
of what I thought my life would be like and what I thought his life would be like and what I thought it would be our lives would look like together. And this happens often. And I've heard about it happening often. I've read about it happening birthdays, holidays, annual family reunions, other annual events. Or even when you go to the park and you see another child and you realize, you know, after talking to the other parent, oh, they're the same age as my kid and yet you can see the the difference. And there's nothing wrong with the difference in the developmental stages. It's not necessarily grieving that my son is and that he exists the way he is. The sadness is not in that. The sadness is in the realization that what you thought you were going to have, you you didn't. Your life took a different turn. Your child's life took a different turn. And you experience real grieving. And that is what happened with my husband and I as we sat on that couch, as we sat there and we held each other and we grieved. Um, and we cried and we talked about it. And it was beautiful. Like, <laughs> it was touching. Um, and after we were able to process this grief and this sadness together, um, we were able to circle back around to all of the things that we love and we appreciate about our Jacob right now as he is, because there's so, so, so many beautiful things about what we have together and what we have with him. And it's interesting that there's often this layer of guilt and shame that parents feel on top of the grief that they feel. And I want to help you all understand that those two things are separate and that they don't belong together. Because when you're grieving and it's like, why am I sad about this? I have a child right in front of me. Shouldn't I be loving them? Shouldn't I not be sad about this? Like, this is not a good, what a good parent would do. And I want you to realize that there's actually not a problem with grieving because you're not sad about the child that you have. You're sad about the child you thought you would have. And it's a shift and it's a change. And what you're experiencing is not a problem and it's not any different. The emotion of grief is not any different than if you had lost something else in your life. People that lose loved ones grieve like to death. People that lose them to disability grieve. People that lose the, lose dreams or animals or other things. Even when you move to a different city, you're grieving the people that you left or the location and so grief happens when there is a loss, even if that loss was only ever an expectation of something that you would one day have. And that is what is often happening for parents that are raising kids with special needs. And if you don't provide a space to grieve that, 
to process it, to let it go, let it be, and then be like, okay, this is where I am now. What now? If you layer shame and guilt on top of that and you never, never grieve it, you will feel stuck, perhaps resentment, um, and more guilt and more shame. And so what I want to invite you to do as these holidays are coming up, as things are, as annual events are happening, and you run into a new experience where you thought you would have a certain life at this point in time and you don't, or you thought your child would have a different life at this point in time and they don't, that it is healthy and good to grieve it, to grieve the expectation. And after that, and it should feel clean, right? After the crying, it should feel like a clean release where you feel actual relief after crying about it or talking about it or whatever it is you feel you need to do. And once you reach that place of clean grieving and you feel relief, then circle back into what is it that I love and I'm grateful for about what I do have? What is it that I do love about this life that I have? And what do I want to do with the cards that I've been dealt now? How do I want to play this game of life now? Anyway, I just want you to know you're not alone out there and you shouldn't feel ashamed or guilty for feeling the sadness that you're feeling. And that leaning into it is actually helpful and relieving. It clears up your mind, it clears up your heart, and it allows you to be more present with the life that you have. And it allows you to see the beauty that is in it because it's there. Having a child with special needs does not mean something has gone terribly wrong. It's just different. Alrighty, that's what I've got for you today. Now listen, if you're looking to get some emotional relief and enjoy this holiday season, send me an email at ashleyjohnstoncoaching at gmail.com. Type in the subject line, seasonal coaching, and let's get you the skill set that you need to create an enjoyable holiday experience. All right, until next time, take care.